0: And welcome to a Drew McIntyre celebrating, Drew McIntyre commemorating, Drew McIntyre emulating episode of the Brothers of Drew McIntyre. We're going to talk everything from Drew McIntyre winning the Drew McIntyre Royal Rumble. Uh, I swear there's more than Drew McIntyre, but mostly Drew McIntyre. WWE writers taking the opposite of a risk by letting Charlotte Flair win the Ladies Rumble and bet this week. We had the return of one of the greatest superstars in WWE history. And I'm talking, of course, about the legend killer, Randy Orton. Woo! Oh, and Edge came back. We'll also squeeze in our weekly Wednesday Night War segment, that and much, much more. Not a slight to Edge, but more um, a compliment to Randy Orton, who, who I've missed. Woo! As usual, wrestling, it's hot. Like a fajita, it's, it's spicy like a
1: habanero. Ow. Right in the eye. Matt, how are you? Doing fan-fucking-tastic, Mike. Just right a there. couple, couple <laughs> of weeks ago, I was telling you, why do I even bother? Drew's gonna lose, right we're there. all gonna be sad, but, uh... Broke. I, Mike, obviously, everybody knows. I, <laughs> I couldn't Roman. be happier with this, and I Broke. just... What, what really blows my mind is how many people have actually said it's good, but no, this was f- fucking perfect top to bottom. But we'll get into that in a minute. What you want to do is follow us on bodpodcast.com and brothers of Follow us on Twitter at bodpodcast. Um, Facebook, we're the brothers of discussion. Instagram, we are the brothers underscore of underscore discussion, where we actually have a joint instagram account that features of course pro wrestling but also our other podcast the discussion five which is about detroit red wings hockey and can be found on the hockey podcast network all of that uh all that fun stuff though is is uh has a hub and again that's bodpodcast.com if you could we are are trying to expand the show right now so now is the time to get on board with your subscribing your rating and reviewing um uh, Big announcements probably coming in the next couple of weeks of what else we can uh, push push the show onto. Now that we've decided to sign up with a new a uh, a new um, distributor of podcasts. So with that, great news, uh, Mike. Let's jump into the greatest post pay per view discussion we, yeah, listen, we'll ever have.
0: I can't. I mean, I know we were there in person. Humble brag. But I'm just saying, from start to finish, the Royal Rumble is a tough task to write. Essentially, you're trying to write thirty small stories, right. and then still end up with you know uh, a build for WrestleMania, and you know it doesn't seem like it sometimes based on the results. But you know, leave you happy at the end of the night with a fitting conclusion. And I, I gotta say, the people who are upset with how they wrote Brock Lesnar dominating in the beginning, I, I, I seriously. Worry about your ability to, you know, look at something critically, because this was one of WWE's masterpieces. Yep. Um, Putting Brock in there. um, You know, we've talked about it before in other Rumbles, where Roman Reigns will enter it, like, after he won. He'll enter it, like, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30. And he's there to prop up other people. So, essentially, Brock was there at number one. And you just – you built this monster who's just eliminating everybody. Nobody could get momentum. Um, the closest we got in the first 13 spots was Kofi Kingston. Um, and the crowd lost their mind when he came out. Um, but nobody nobody could, you know, uh, put a dent in Brock. He was rocking and rolling. And what that did is whoever got to eliminate him, if he was eliminated, um, you know, that would make you uh, – um, you know, just larger than life because you were able to knock out the beast. Um, so the rumble was essentially two halves. One half, we built up a monster. The second half, it was about, you know, now that the monster, the beast is out of there, what's going to, you know, walk tall out of the clearing, you know, out of the out of the dust once it's settled. Yeah. And Matt, I got to say, when I saw Drew Claymore kick, the skull off of Brock's body. I was a little worried because I honestly thought when that happened, that that would be his moment for the rumble. And that after that, somebody else would win, but you know, he'd get to hold that, you know, that little, that little jewel, um, and take that to WrestleMania and try to earn a big match that way. But no, WWE didn't half-ass this push of drew Matt. They, they let him eliminate Brock. Um, you know, he's right there for Roman by God, he's the last man standing. Matt, is this your favorite, not necessarily Rumble winner, but favorite Rumble
1: ever? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I completely agree with, with the, the storytelling in this. They are trying to set up your new hero. And I've been begging forever. The man can rap on the mic. Like, I mean, the the casting, how, how many times have we brought up casting? We haven't brought it up in a while, but um, over the over the course of the show, it's always about this guy fits the mold of the pro wrestling fan, of the WWE superstar, you know, lover, the guy who loves Roman Reigns. If he was in a movie, you would believe that he was the hero in the movie. He's got the voice. I mean, the chops. He's got the charisma, Indeed. he's got the body, he's got the look. I just, everything about McIntyre is, is it, he's he's one of the first guys in a long time, I think, that should check the box for every WWE fan. Because, again, he is pro wrestling. He went to the indie scenes when he realized that he had to do this to get on board with the fans. Think, think about the journey there. But then, you know, you can't, you can't fight with the idea right that he hasn't put in his dues because he absolutely has and that seems to be the only thing that the the indie fan cares about It's just that somebody's put in the work and he has and the guy moves like he's much smaller he doesn't move like the giant that drew mcintyre is so you get a kind of athlete that's that's very unique in the ring and i just can't say enough how great it is that the wwe actually has a guy with some confidence and charisma walking around, holding that mic. And we yeah. got our first test on Monday night raw and, uh, he's taken down, uh, the OC and man, just commanding the crowd. Like you thinking what I'm thinking. And then he's, <laughs> he's going to do a two on one handicap match and the crowd just goes nuts. Yep. This was what, this is one of the first, definitely during this show. Uh, but one of the first times they're nailing it on timing and the one you know I, I i just there is a way to flub this up but i i right now i just want to pat wwe on the back and just say you fucking did it uh you you and, and it's one thing for me to be happy but that crowd i mean how many royal rumbles have we left with just booze or even if half the crowd is happy the other half of the crowd was on our side where we're like fucking randy orton again god damn it so it's it's just this seems like the first time in a long time that everybody seems really happy uh with the royal rumble finish and i yeah. i for one uh getting back to what the rest of this rumble was about like the uh the the quick teams that were formulated the the time mike how many times have i said like what are they doing on monday night rod feels like it has nothing to do with the next week how about Ricochet getting kicked in the nuts so that he could kick Brock Lesnar in the nuts at the Royal Rumble? They actually took some time and put a, a storyline together, a mini storyline. That took effort. Granted, it's not the smartest thing in the world. And we saw how nut kicking can go wrong with AJ Styles and Nakamura. But they took time. They put some effort into this. It, yeah. it really was fantastic. And and to to your point... If you don't see the um, the positive of Brock laying out the whole roster and then letting McIntyre get the win, because when we think about this later, I don't think we're all going to keep going, oh my god, I can't believe Biggie and Kofi got, you know, dogged by Brock. Because you have to remember, he's not pinning them at this point, right? He's just knocking them right. out of the rumble. So yeah, he's a bigger guy. He's not destroying them everybody got up and walked away like nakamura who got job two he still he hits the the mat and he's punching the mat because he's so angry because he's still he's like that wasn't me being defeated that was just brock you know brock's gonna be lucky what 14 15 times in a row i the way that they booked that was great nobody was was actually destroyed they were just knocked out of a royal rumble all right so i think we all need to like (gasps) take a breath there we got to see Ray. some valiant efforts from Biggie and uh Kofi Kingston. Ray I could have done Mysterio in a in a <laughs> Batman mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ray I could have done without. No, oh, but Ray Mysterio. <laughs> um but uh, honestly, th- this was to set up our new hero and um and even Drew the rest of the night taking everybody's finisher. Uh really like passing around like all right. I'm going to win this so everybody gets to just beat the crap out of Drew McIntyre. And um I I'll say too like we were y- you were saying um it felt like you were still worried Drew was going to get knocked out. I think once yeah. I saw him take everybody's finisher I was like all right, I can finally breathe. I think McIntyre's going to do this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I just uh what a, let's see how long I just talked here uh i just well, I mean, went for about five and a half minutes so mike it's it's your turn <laughs> so yeah uh, i mean by putting like letting brock be the one who you know steamrolls
0: everybody in the first half you know it does two things you know it creates a um uh, uh, like a mega obstacle for the winner you know so it's one thing just to eliminate brock and then it's a whole other thing to just win the rumble on its own so instead you got essentially two rubs uh, going down in history is you know one of the you know thirty ish times that we've done this event. Um, but also, I, like you were saying, there's no shame in getting eliminated by Brock. I mean, the way he's built up like God, I, you, how how upset is Rey Mysterio going to be that he got you know dumped by Brock instead of, gosh, I don't know, you know, like the Miz, it would, you know, it'd be kind of a right. nothing thing. But instead, he's part of you know. Godzilla stomping through you know <laughs> the entire roster um but yeah at the end like I don't think you were upset that Kevin Owens and Smojo Joe got eliminated because it all felt like it was part of a bigger plan you know because now this Wrestlemania build just looks excellent um uh, you know where it looks like Drew not only eliminated Brock but he stared him down you know letting him know still coming for you Brooke you know
1: yeah, and how, how scary was that? Like him staring down Brock. I am just yep. screaming, let it go, Drew. You did it. Pay attention <laughs> to the match. I know that there's so many
0: things that I like. I almost wonder if, you know, the WWE writers, because they hit such a home run with this. I mean, they, they planted the seeds of a nutkick coming back to hunt Brock later. <laughs> um, knowing that we have expectations based on somebody doing a big elimination like that, you know, i love you know, Baron Corbin being the one to eliminate, uh, um uh, Stroman back when he was still a monster. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that was an accomplishment in itself. So knowing that it was, it was almost like the writers were teasing, you know, our expectations. Well, he eliminated Brock, so he's probably done right. Um, he still had to hit some claymores. Usually when you hit, get your shit in, you're done, but you know, it wasn't the case. And like you said, He stared down Brock, and, you know, Brock didn't wait for him to turn his back and, you know, pull him by his hair or something like that, pull him by his long chest hairs. Um, None of that happened. It was just, it was just time. He started to win this crowd over, you know, in the fall and into the winter. And I, it's, it was just, it was, it was so exciting to see. And we didn't have to, um, you know, see, Kane Velasquez, God, for bless America. That didn't happen.
1: We we just got everything we wanted. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the other thing that you got to give Brock props for is how long he laid out for that Claymore. Yeah. Like, super sell for McIntyre. Uh, as as much as you want to say he buried the rest of the roster, everybody else just got up and walked away after they were eliminated by Brock! Brock! laid down on the side of that ring for what felt like five, I don't know, f- five, seven minutes, right? I mean, yeah. there, were, there were a few few guys that came in and were eliminated before Brock finally started shaking the, the cobwebs and, and walking away. So uh, you can't ignore that. And we are looking for the super rub right now. We're looking for that move, the Claymore kick, that is going to be believable at WrestleMania to take down Brock Lesnar. I I just I I loved it. I I really I mean, Mike, the next thing we absolutely I mean, I ju- I could just talk about Drew McIntyre all day. Um, I don't know how much you want to touch on the the raw performance, but there's another reason this rumble might go down as one of the best all-time.
0: I I don't think that um i mean it's up there with like 92 rick flair um
1: that one I, yeah. I, I i know what you're saying but well i mean it's just, pretty rough know, like a story <laughs> i i kind of
0: i i enjoy it um i think cena's return was in 08 at madison square garden um that was a pretty pretty well written rumble as well yep um uh you know we really like the outcome for nakamura but i feel like this was just a like a far superior story well uh, they, it was also finish. clumsy
1: like there were there were moments in that nakamura one that didn't seem to really fit but this this one i mean even down to like the last six guys uh and we're telling that story of getting seth rollins eliminated was was beauty uh beautiful and then uh, randy and, and edge uh, and edge being the uh the other name i think we need to to talk about but you might uh, want to touch on uh, you don't want to talk about uh, mvp no, right funny. i that was the one thing i wanted to bring up was um uh, about brock eliminating everybody instantly i mean you know that these guys know what the what the game is you know what are the what's the gig they sign up for when mvp comes back to the wwe and gets jobbed out by lesnar like it's it's really not we really don't need to get that upset about it because it is it's part of the gig. It's yeah. it's just Brock was on a tear. Um I mean you can't just like you'd have to put another wrestler in that spot and go, "Holy shit. Like what if what if what if the roles were reversed and like Drew McIntyre knocked out the first 15 guys. We would think that was pretty awesome and we go, "Wow, what a great streak." But this is just, you know, they're it, uh, you know, you know where I'm going with this, but yeah, uh, yeah, you could put MVP on a list of like guys you wished maybe didn't get jobbed out so you could see him for a little bit longer. But um, I mean, you did get to see Brock dancing for a moment, and that that's now become a pretty popular <laughs> gift. Um, I don't the know what it thing, is. Like being
0: there, being there in person, real quick is uh, the camera work really sucks, and I, I think people are commenting on it on Twitter for the the broadcast at home, but like. When Edge hit, they were showing the ring instead of like the entrance for Edge. His is we haven't seen this guy in ten years. Uh, but the other thing just reminded me because of MVP. He had that really cool Black Panther gear on. I I didn't even know what was going on. He was just you know out there for two seconds. He got eliminated. I, 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 shame on that cameraman. I I thought that was the only bad part of the rumble was the production.
1: Well, yeah, the 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 in uh, stadium or in arena stuff is always you know questionable. To, yeah, I mean yeah. that they'd cut away from uh big spots so that they could show like the the Titan will switch to the countdown instead of showing a big spot and you're just like what the <laughs> fuck. Um so that yeah, though that that stuff is always rough for me and then you got to make the choice too, right? I mean, you're trying to get the crowd to count down and they're part of the show, so then it's like, well, fuck it get that countdown started we need them to start counting and then for us at the show we're like what the hell's going on (laughs) all right final (laughs) count um (laughs) but yeah i think uh what's funny i i don't know how you felt when you heard edge's song start um I didn't believe it. I didn't either. It, like, t- I didn't get, I didn't get as excited
0: because I was just like, oh, who's going to come out? Is it, you know, Dolph Ziggler in, in a, you know, costume, like, you know, three faces of Foley or something
1: like that? Yeah. Um. So, like you said, we, we actually couldn't see Edge's uh entrance, but we hear, yeah, you hear that, you think you know you me. You think you know <laughs> me. Metalingus, uh starts yeah. up, and I just, I, I it really didn't even click to me like the yeah. fact that the rest of the stadium was ready to go just blows my mind i i mike i know there were the rumors were swirling all day i made they fun. swirl every year so that's why i was like ah he's yeah not coming back right i mean at the same the same token everybody was going well yeah cm punk and edge will be the last two in the rumble and it's like oh fuck yourself that's not shut up yeah. and um yeah, it's just you—you you hear Metalingus, and I—I don't—I don't know how the fans were so ready to react that way because it just blew me away. I was so taken off guard, I, and first of all, I, I mean, like I'm focused on Drew McIntyre winning the damn thing, so I'm always keeping yeah. an eye on him and making sure he's not getting knocked out, making sure he's laying down, right, stay laying down, down. <laughs> but i i just gotta say like i think that is gonna stick with me first is that i mean five seconds before you and i caught eyes and i went oh my god like i didn't even really yell for for a while like i wasn't jumping up and down um the reaction that you and i had when brock was knocked out and then mcintyre won i have pinch marks all over my arm from i don't know if (laughs) if you had a watch on or something but i we just rolled up my skin like uh I don't know. <laughs> it was disgusting, like pizza dough. Yeah, yeah. but Edge came out. I was—I mean, that was just pure shock for me. I—I I just could not believe it. And um, yeah,
0: I think I had a big smile on my face most of that hour. Um, yeah. Whether it was this build of Brock and uh, just this incredulous, oh my god, what if he just goes all the way through the rumble and then Keith Lee's—you know—name gets called. and You're like, oh my god, that, maybe this is it. And Brock meets Keith Lee for the first time and says, who's this big fucker? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Strowman came out, and he actually got, like, a real pop because people were like, yeah, you know, Brock's finally going to get his. And then just that emotional prop, you know, when um, Brock eliminates both the big guys. And then Ricochet comes out, and there's kind of (laughs) that...
1: Right. Oh, my God. It's going to keep going
0: yeah just more but more they, just more
1: damage i think i i know uh you wanted to touch on like keith lee coming out but i i think to come back to that good storytelling for brock how about yeah. they had to have keith lee and brown stroman get knocked out so you could believe that brock is finally getting tired you know so it wasn't just a quick elimination right. for ricochet um yeah. but yeah, uh, the, yeah the, just another little wrinkle the, um, the smiles for for Edge coming back though to get to get back to that. I mean, you're,
0: yeah, you're right. I, I, I couldn't even cheer because I was just I was just I feel bad for parents who brought their small children because all I could say was what the fuck,
1: <laughs> holy shit, what the fuck, and there he was in the ring. You know, I I'm gonna say this. I I don't see as many kids at these pay per view events as we see at like Raw and SmackDown. I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it is more of an adult crowd. Even when they do these baseball stadiums now, two years in a row, you know, forty thousand people. I feel like I'm walking around and all I see are are people. You know, I mean, we're in Texas, so I, I all I really see are people in jean shorts and backwards cowboys hats and holding six Bud Lights. But I mean, you know, there are, there aren't a ton of little kids walking around. Uh, it's sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of dad jeans. um yeah. Texas loves their dad jeans. Um. Uh, I just wanted to touch on Edge,
0: too. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, Not just the ovation, but, like, when he was in the ring, he didn't look out of place at all. Um, You know, his spears still look sharp. Um, He still knew how to bump. And then he had that magical moment with Orton, and, you know, the crowd was just on their feet pretty much that last, you know, 30 minutes.
1: I did, I don't think, um, I I think, I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot. You and I did not sit down. I, I think the, the half, the second half of that rumble, maybe from like Keith Lee and Braun Strowman coming out. And from yeah. then on, we stood the rest of the rumble. Like it yeah. was just, it the, the names that were coming out. I mean, they, they really, at this point, the roster is built for a Royal rumble. Like you don't even need, uh like Edge coming back is is fantastic. And that's what helps put this into like a whole nother level. But this roster yeah. is so deep. Every name that's coming out, you're kind of just like, oh, oh boy, I want to see what this looks like. Um, Yeah, because think about it. Like, it used to be
0: there was, you know, 30 entrants, maybe like two had a shot to win. And then there was, you know, kind of Bozo the Clowns. And, you know, I mean, I'm not I don't mean to not say doink. I just mean guys who had no shot at winning. And it was just kind of like they're just elimination fodder. Right. There's definitely a few of those guys here. But, you know, up and down, you could see. um You know, the Kofi's, the Biggies, the Cesaros, you know, Ray's a former winner. Um, You know, you had Drew, you had Seth, you had Kevin, you had Smoa. uh, You know, just tons of options. And so, you're right, the roster's so deep that it kind of feels like, ah, you know, who made the cut? And I know they kind of ruined it by announcing many of the performers in this year's Rumble, but we're just kind of like, man, who made it this year? You know, because it's so tough to even get in there for a minute. Um... You know, with all the other people that would have to not make it for you to get your shot. Right. Um, but, uh, God. Matt, with with uh, I don't know if we want to, you know, well, let's, just I- talk glowingly about this men's rumble because there was a whole card. And real quick, while we're still on edge, I got to say. When you when they said Hall of Famer. Like I remember, I remember the intensity and, you know, I remember him falling off, you know, the ladders and those TLC matches. Uh, Was that Jeff Hardy? He killed off the top of the ladder in like 2000. Yeah. But I forget what a great promo guy he was Uh, when he's got the Steve Buscemi eyes, you know, he's got the (laughs) John, he's got the John Cena intensity, but he's still got that little bit of, you know, a little bit of grit, you know, like Orton, um, he's so good at his job and he made that, you know, what if promo, uh, what if I, you know, got to go out on my own terms instead of having to retire because of injury. And then Orton comes out and on Monday night raw and just, you know, tries to act buddy, buddy. What about RKO team? RKO one more time. Great at RKO. The crowd's going bananas and and Randy being Randy turns on him. And then, uh, Randy, and then gives him a classic concerto, and the crowd
1: screams like they just witnessed a live murder. <laughs> that was what I tweeted out, and then your tweet did a little bit better. <laughs> but, like, right before I tweeted, when you kill Edge. Or that <laughs> that feeling when you kill Edge. <laughs> and I got one like out of it, but then your your video kind of... I did it a little bit, but, um, no, I, I like the way you put it, Mike. Uh, so take it away on there's the edge return and then, yeah, the edge return was huge, but
0: I, you know, I, I don't think Orton has really had tons of storylines to you, you know, sink his teeth into. Um, I did like his feud with Kofi. Um, I was optimistic about when he tag teamed with Bray Wyatt, you know, two years ago, but man, like to give a, Give him a blood feud with Edge, and you know, be the one to maybe retire Edge at WrestleMania. I gotta say that sometimes, you know, Mania, Mania is just kind of like, well, you know, it's the big event. You know, you get to see some cool entrances, but the card already looks huge with not just you know, McIntyre and Brock going at it, the Fiend versus question mark, question mark, question mark, but now just Edge versus Orton in a death match, like. Oh, that's, that's like going to be the third most important thing on that card. Yep. <laughs> the return of Edge fighting his former best friend, Randy Orton, in a death match. I, I just, it's beautiful. And they're set, just like, just like these weird little nuggets with Brock getting hit the balls. You know, we're setting this up, you know, at Royal Rumble. We're setting it up the Monday Night Raw after. We got plenty of time to build this. It's going to be one of the all-time matches, man
1: well here's here's what we got to talk about next is the women's rumble oof yeah matt uh hot tech question
0: there did the right person go over
1: well let me throw this out there do you want me to throw out the rumor first because i could tell you how i felt at the time and then we could talk about this rumor all right matt at the time i did not I mean, I, I didn't like it. Like I could sit there and I could go, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I talked with uh shout out to Andy Hammond of uh, Broadway boys podcast. It's a New York Rangers, uh, podcast, uh, made the comment about, you know, that they that really liked Charlotte winning and I, and I could sit there and have the conversation and go, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. She's the easiest one to book. It's not a challenge. You've got, Charlotte in there. Everybody has some sort of reaction to her, whether it's good or bad, and she's you know one of the top four, top six. She's like one of the top eight wrestlers. Uh, you know, that wrestled between that uh in the in the women's room sorry i'm taking a shot at charlotte um oh, <laughs> she's yeah she i mean obviously all right so she's in the top four women for uh you know in the wwe right now for uh for yeah. talent that's, i'll say that i'm taking my I'll shots say it cross but... wrestling sorry i'll say it cross wrestling i said it sorry there you go matt continue your point all right um i mean yeah like clumsy stumbling around the ring i guess that's okay sometimes um all right where were we right man throwing okay. shade
0: all right so at the time you were not super ecstatic
1: no um it, it just felt like it was too safe there's you know what it felt there. like yeah
0: it felt like when seth rollins won last year
1: did it because when seth rollins won i felt like it was what the fans wanted the year before and that's why it happened and they they just pulled I... the trigger too late that's my well, opinion I... Seth.
0: no i well the connection i'm trying to make is that it just felt like it's your turn kind of like musical chairs and you know we already gave roman one you know we gave randy one recently uh you know what seth it's your turn this year it didn't really have a a build i don't think the crowd is really super pumped about it and charlotte it just felt like well you know we gave it to osco we gave it to becky you're you're a big deal you can have it now and it's just like right you have charlotte in your back pocket at any time any other wrestling promotion would kill to have charlotte she's uh, great performer, you know she knows how to do her job. Uh, she could, she's comfortable carrying a whole division. Um, I think she's a pretty good heel. Not my favorite face, but you know I can kind of see sometimes depending on who she's fighting. Uh, you know, it's, this is an A plus investment. But it's like you, yeah, yeah you could have really shotgunned Shayna Baszler to the top. Um, I. I don't know. I know we're not the biggest fans of Bel Air yet, uh, but I can understand the appeal for them because she's another huge asset for WWE. You don't have a lot of women or men who do such seamless guerrilla presses and have the charisma that she does. You know, she's got work to do for sure. Uh, But she, you know, you can see that she's, you know, in baseball, she'd be a five tool prospect. Uh, But they didn't do that. They did the thing that they could do at any year, like if somebody got a boo boo and you had to kind of backtrack, backpedal what the plans are, and you got Charlotte.
1: Yeah, and that, that's kind of how I feel, like, even outside of the Rumble. like So here's she... what I'm going to tell you. One
0: last thing, Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ready? I I, Ready? Don't,
0: I don't get to finish my thought. Go ahead. You're going to, because well, I just didn't want to lose my train. Ready? I think part of the reason Charlotte won is so that McIntyre's moment wasn't overshadowed.
1: Um... I mean, they're so far apart on the card and one of them's main eventing and McIntyre would have knocked I know, out Brock Lesnar. And What we'd Long be doing Cumble. is is looking at a
0: stalwart who hasn't quite had their opportunity on the main roster. So I think if you gave it to Shayna, it would be like, cool. And then you try to do the exact same thing with uh, McIntyre, you'd already kind of have it fresh in your mind. Like, well, you know, maybe they're going to do it with uh, one of our boys now. You know, they're... they're uh you know we saw charlotte get eliminated you know we saw one of the top faces of the company uh prop somebody else up Uh, maybe i mean i think that i think it just kind of helped um make the magic for mcintyre you know
1: make it seem like less um likely i to be honest i kind of hope they don't write the women's division that way that they pick certain people to win and lose because they want the men's division to look better like i i don't know that kind of makes me feel icky but um also on i i think Shayna. uh she's not at that level for me like she's not so low uh that it would be like a shocker for her to win that that would have made sense to me that would have been you know now when she wins next year it'll feel like when seth rollins uh one this past year just this this would have been the time that that clicked for it i think that's what i would have been proud of wwe for doing is, is hitting the timing on that instead of you know if if the decision was let's have charlotte win and then you know three hours later drew mcintyre will win and they'll be more excited i i don't know uh i mean with that wouldn't they even say well edge you, you shouldn't be in this rumble because this might overshadow drew mcintyre i i i think well, all that I, no i wouldn't no i wouldn't look
0: at weary. middle of the match stuff it, it has to be with the outcomes i think
1: so let me let me get to uh, i don't I, really
0: want to die on this hill what was the rumor you were talking about yeah
1: i was gonna say let's jump in there because i i i agree like now I have a completely different feeling on it because the rumor is that uh, they're really gonna try and and sell the NXT brand, and Charlotte's not gonna see anything else she needs to do with Becky. She doesn't need to see anything else she can do with Bailey, and she's gonna want to take down Rhea Ripley. Um, I oh. what's funny is how many people hate that and they go, oh, they're just they're just trying to destroy AEW, and and honestly. Why wouldn't your first thought be, "Oh my God, they're like giving us all the stops. They're they're they they won't <laughs> they won't hold anything back. They're gonna throw Charlotte down at NXT to beat uh, Rhea Ripley, or maybe go the other way. Um, I'd love that because I do feel like they flubbed up an opportunity to help sell somebody else. Oh, and the point I was gonna make before was that uh, even post Rumble, Charlotte should always be that option to just toss into. You know, if, if we're going to do a women's elimination chamber or something like that, you know, there there's an opportunity. The Royal Rumble still feels like a winning your golden ticket in, you know, Willy Wonka, where elimination chamber feels like that's where you, you let somebody dominate and win kind of thing. Um, and that's where it would make more sense for Charlotte to win. Not not that, you know, she's, she wins elimination chamber matches. Uh, she... She wins title matches all the time and she wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, just, I don't know. Not not my favorite thing in the world. But um, if it goes this route, then you're kind of doing golden ticket, but in a different way where Charlotte is handing it out. So it does lose, it, lose a little, it loses a little bit of shine. But uh, I, I do still like, you know, for me, all of this should be about giving somebody else some sort of rub and, helping this roster build up and become you know the best roster it can be so we're not just holding up Brock Lesnar and and saying this is this is our guy we trust him so then when Kane Velasquez shows up well it only makes sense we've got Brock Lesnar at the top let's do Kane Velasquez um but yeah I mean that that changes my entire opinion on this if this was Charlotte was supposed to win it because she's going to help build up the NXT roster I am totally cool with that and i'm even shoot i might even be fine with her beating ria because that that could just i don't know it could help it could help build up the roster for when the next person comes up because i think we know Rhea's a super duper star so the next person to take down charlotte could be you know anointed just like drew mcintyre was but anyway yeah uh, no i
0: real quick before we uh with elimination chamber i think you make a great point um Because Matt, I would rather see Charlotte win the Royal Rumble. I mean, I wish I'd, you know, pay for it. But no, (laughs) I'd rather see Charlotte win the Royal Rumble. And then I think it'd be more apropos to see like Shayna win Elimination Chamber. Like that seems like a match where she would really thrive so okay. if that ends up if we're playing the long game and it gets both of them to you know on the wrestlemania card i think they you know they're playing their cards really well right now
1: well uh the only thing for me because we're we also have to be real with everybody's talent and i, d- I don't put shana for a for pro wrestling talent at the the top of the list i, I think she's a great overall superstar But I think we saw how clumsy she can really be fighting a new opponent that she doesn't get to spar with or practice with all all the time. And um, I like her in the rumble because we kind of get to hide her a little bit. And uh, in in Elimination Chamber, she's going to be facing five different people and she could really be exposed. And I think if you want to build up a new talent, that's the last thing you want is to expose her and have everybody see that maybe she isn't. As ready man, to go. you are really
0: throwing some shade today.
1: Um, well, we saw we had the conversation at Survivor Series. Uh, we agreed uh, that she didn't look super great. Like we know what Becky Lynch looks like. We know what Charlotte looks like. So who was the new element that was thrown in there that would cause a disturbance, <laughs> cause for a clunky finish? Uh, I mean, that's don't I you? i'm not throwing shade alone because we agreed on this back at survivor series so don't don't act Oof. like you don't remember i know you you're going are... whoa look at Matt. Woo! i guess i got He's saying the same thing i said back in survivor series whoa look at him i don't think i threw shade at Shayna. we're not throwing shade i said we're being honest and talking about where the talent levels are at everything doesn't have to be throwing shade why can't we well, talk I... about hiding someone like Shayna? And still being able uh, I mean to you use called her, her clumsy
0: You didn't say she was less talented he said she was clumsy I just I'm I so okay
1: I would, uh, both of those work in my head but I go would, ahead I would just kind of pump the
0: brakes on the negativity I just I, I don't know I, I, I you know I wouldn't mind fine. seeing Shayna in a match at Wrestlemania it's that's fine. all I'm saying.
1: Like, do you, I mean, we don't look at Braun Strowman and go that he's the greatest pro wrestler he's of all time. He's a five star classic like, machine. That's, I don't understand what's wrong. Why can't we ever criticize? <laughs> you got upset when I was just kind of poking fun at Charlotte. Why, we can criticize the women's division. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Shayna could be in the element that Braun Strowman's in. I, I, or that, uh, that category. I, I, I don't see the problem there. But, um, all right well yeah you you threw me you're throwing me for a loop here because it just doesn't really make sense how we would pretend that Shayna's putting in five star i mean we even you and i have talked about like her last few nxt matches haven't been so hot and they've they've ended a little out of whack and it just yeah i I don't i
0: I don't remember coming to a consensus that she's a clumsy oaf in the ring i i just didn't say oaf. it was implied it was an it, an implied oath.
1: So then take it out. Then don't assume I meant that, and you'll you won't be as angry. I just <laughs> I have to uh, do that at work we've, all we've the seen,
0: time. We've seen Becky make, you know, some 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 bloops and blops and blotches. It's you
1: know, that's fine. I I, it's, I understand that. I I still don't understand why we can't recognize it. And
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I okay, we we've acknowledged she's not the greatest professional wrestler of all time
1: yeah all right i mean yeah i still don't know what the big deal is you let her highlight you know her strengths of of a charismatic individual and and a scary one at that like the faces that she comes in with and have that individual win at the rumble and then the person who's highly skilled in in the art of pro wrestling uh, she could win Elimination Chamber. I, I kind of like that strategy, but, you know, I... I think that she
0: would thrive in the Elimination Chamber. That's where we kind of got off the tracks here, um, where she gets to be violent, knock people out, and then essentially it can still be one-on-one with everybody lying around, uh, you know, recuperating. We um, yeah, would also let her, you know, focus on doing submission moves, where, you know, in the Rumble, you got to focus on things that... You don't do very often, you know, throwing people over the top and trying not to get eliminated and, you know, I, I don't know. I I think, lo- you know, big picture. I think that, you know, they, they still made her, gave her some moments of dominance, and then there's still, you know, a window to get her at, you know, the mania card. So I'm, I'm optimistic.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad you're optimistic. Yeah, thank you. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, outside of that, the rest of the Rumble card... Um, Actually enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I didn't think we'd enjoy that Roman Corbin match as much as we did, um, but we're really learning how Corbin is a national treasure. Um, <laughs> he's just—he's just—he's like a—he's like a son. He's like a—you like know—like we have two sons, like Tatooine. There's the one that you know we get our warmth from, and then there's you know the sun. It's just a natural heat machine, and that's Baron Corbin. Um, watching him go in a toilet, compliments of Roman Reigns. I think a lot of us have gone to the toilet because of Roman Reigns. But on this strike, I was a little disappointed Baron Corbin didn't walk out of the port of john covered in poop. Um, and then the, uh, you know, like the Asuka-Becky match, I thought was maybe the best match on the on the whole show. Um, you know, as far as like a bell-to-bell wrestling match. And then, uh, you know, like as we expected, Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. You know? thought they did really well i thought the the camera told a good story in that match uh with daniel trying to overcome the odds and then that fiend looming over him in the in the background
1: yeah i i mean i i like the rundown that you did there i i i was pretty happy that the fiend got over and i was even more happy that there were actually people around us that were upset <laughs> i just <sighs> it's a real
0: miracle that daniel bryan got you know people on his side over the fiend i, I think that That was his job, was to try and make people realize, oh yeah, he does wear a a mask made out of human skin, and he has a belt that's also made out of human skin, and he just chokes people to death. That's his finisher. Like, it was a reminder that he's a bad guy. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, yeah,
1: all right, where are you going?
0: Like, Um, he started to feel, you know, sorrow for Daniel, and you wanted him to overcome, which we have not really seen yet. You know, this is the first time I think people really latched on Daniel, really latched onto the Fiend's opponent and were pro, you know, his, his opponent.
1: Now, uh, Becky and Asuka, um, put on a hell of a match in my opinion. And I, I, I felt that that maybe needed some more attention. I, I just, that was the first time where I felt silly in a, in a long time for kind of going like, Oh, Asuka's she's really good putting in some good luck. yeah that that's the other thing too you we should all feel silly for forgetting how great oscar really is and that this wasn't just about making sure that uh that becky had you know everybody crossed off before ronda comes back but um i think i think it was also well let's put let's put one of the best women's wrestlers on the roster in this match (laughs) i'm okay with that um because, you know, the, the Lacey-Bailey stuff, that was... Uh, I think Lacey's done. That was I think, a nightmare. I think we've... It doesn't matter what story we tell. The fans don't care, and the wrestling was bad. Uh, I think she's done as a
0: face. I, I t- I mean, we talked about it last week. Like, why you would... Why? Why would you make, like, a large, physically imposing person like that a baby face? And out of nowhere, she's like, you know, Follow your dreams. I have a daughter. And it's just... When they showed her daughter in the front row, she's, you know, well, that part bored, not cute. even paying attention.
1: Uh, when she like stuck her tongue out and gave a thumbs down <laughs> to Bailey, that was kind of cute, but huh. you know, that was about that was the highlight of the match. Um I don't you got to like I don't know if they're trying to prove like see, Bailey can't get people interested, but I, I think they need to give her more interesting characters to fight. Um so if if it, if Charlotte is not Facing Rhea Ripley, and this was just something to get me to open up, you know, some silly dirt sheet. uh, um, it better be Bailey because Becky can sell. We don't need to just have this, you know. Well, uh, the Ronda will come back. We'll do a rematch, and it'll be a triple threat. And and maybe Shader could come It'll be a fail four way with Becky and Sh- no, give goddamn, fucking Bailey something interesting to do, and 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 put you know put the second most uh Well I think popular. she's gonna probably feud with Sasha. I then put Charlotte in there too. Just Becky can can get over. This is the same argument I had last year. Bailey needs something that looks like they care about it and want to put a little bit of time well, in Well I think
0: uh we saw the problem with this Lacey match is that there nobody really believed Bailey is a heel and nobody believed Lacey is a face. So it was just kinda like I don't know what I'm rooting for, I don't know what I'm booing. <laughs> so I think what probably the best story going into Mania, what they should do is just have Bailey and Sasha, you know, one of them uh, betray the other. And if it's Sasha turning even more heelish, I, I don't think that's the best way. I think if you're going to go all in on, you know, bailey has got a haircut, she's got new music, no more inflatable tube guys. I think she's got to be the one to turn on Sasha. So then at WrestleMania, Sasha can get her comeuppance. People already like her anyway. Um, do, Man, I mean, it'll, it'll give us some more. It'll uh, an obvious rooting interest. I think that would be the best move.
1: I just feel like Charlotte. Now I was ragging on Charlotte earlier, but if you put Charlotte in that match, it goes up to a whole other level of main event status. And Sasha and Bailey fills out the WrestleMania card. Uh, wait. Put Charlotte where?
0: Against Bailey.
1: Bailey? put her against bailey however you want to put it together i think it takes it up to a whole nother level and what i'm saying is that bailey and sasha at this point just becomes another match on the card all right uh i don't know if i would do that i would probably because
0: you know i like the one-on-ones at wrestlemania so i would try to do bailey sasha uh, for the SmackDown title, uh, it's. I would like to do Shayla versus Rhea, and then I would like to do Becky versus a returning Ronda or Shayna. I think that would be a, a really good card. But you know, that's uh, ifs and nuts for candy and butts. Yep. Uh, I don't think I said that right. If ifs and butts for candy and nuts, I think I said ifs and nuts for candy and butts. Uh, <laughs> but hey, like uh, Matt, overall, um, I would give this Royal Rumble event an A. Um, it would have been an A, but they just. What the fuck was that Bailey match? Uh, <laughs> but anytime you see an A pay per view, you really got your money's worth because you essentially were entertained thoroughly for four hours. It's awesome. Um, Matt, do you want to move on to some more stuff from this? Yeah, week?
1: Sorry, sorry. I just got a text message from my job and it. It's not It's really distracting, so I'm gonna flip my phone over, throw it across the room. God damn it. Um <laughs> Why why do I keep my phone on while we're recording? Um I don't know. Alright. Uh yeah, let's let's move on. Um should, should we jump into some Wednesday night wars? Let's do it! Woo! Wednesday
0: night wars Um uh, We also forgot to talk about Worlds Collide, but my god, there's so much wrestling this week. Um, well, wait, so
1: I, I mean, let's let's just run through Worlds Collide. I mean, it it, it for me, I man, there was a there is
0: a modern day miracle because Imperium and Undisputed Air fought each other, and then uh, Alexander Wolf legitimately got concussed by forgetting to uh, not take a blow right to the the face. Um, so. The Imperium, who is one of the biggest teal factions in wrestling right now, fought a three-on-four handicap match, and my God, Matt,
1: they turned the crowd.
0: Yep. Uh, I mean, I I might quicker than
1: that, but no, go
0: ahead. <laughs> I just, uh, I, you know, it's undisputed era, man. This is everybody's got yellow shirts on. They're all boom, Adam Cole, baby, and then they all they all. Um, Ebbed and flowed with with Walter's energy in that match. It was it was truly a sight to see.
1: Well, I I just kind of wanted to say I I thought it was fun that uh, well I mean it was kind of sad to see what was going on with ticket sales, but uh, it it was fun to see the crowd kind of come around and start to get excited for for a lot of these wrestlers that uh, you know they've maybe. They just haven't taken the time to to really understand. Um, I I got to give major props to Jordan Devlin. Uh, I I oh, think man. that was, yeah. I think we walked away and said that was match of the night, and that's what we tweeted out. Um, Ilya Dragunov and Finn Balor, fantastic match. No, we're not sitting here and go match of the year, but it it was it was great. Um, you know, I, I would
0: say there were some moments where Ilya actually uh, may have outshone Finn
1: Balor. Shown? Do you mean shined?
0: <laughs> I think you can shown, can't you? you shown? shown?
1: I think you shine, right?
0: Why do I feel like Michael in the Good Place? I don't know. I've shown. I've shown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, past, past, and past uh, participle of shine is shown.
1: And then, uh, woo, and then uh, DIY and Mustache Mountain. Uh, I w- I wasn't yawning during the match. Uh, that was another just fantastic show. Uh, and then, like you said, I, I, I could not have been happier for Imperium getting that win. I love, uh, I do love the story of them becoming faces by the end of that match. Um, and I just, I think what we saw finally was like the, the, like a coming out party for Walter as the ring general because he was literally running the show and calling the shots as the <laughs> match was going on because they had to yeah. improv the whole thing. Yeah. But... Um, no, in, you're. Man. I
0: real quick i want to dwell on that point just for a second because you are so right like when it turned into a three on four and you know my man wolf had to get rolled out of the ring and taken out the doctors ran down the ramp to come get him out of this match um imperium and undisputed era what was this like a 35 minute match
1: yeah
0: it took them like a minute and a half to, like, talk amongst each other. You could see them kind of trying to figure out, all right, well, now what the fuck do we do? Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess Wolfie was supposed to take all the big bumps at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, you could see them kind of reshuffling on the fly. And I think you are 100% right that this, outside of that 90 seconds, which was understandable because uh, uh, the bump man was out, Um, they figured it out. And it still looked like a super cohesive you know, 35 minute four on three tag match, which it's sometimes it's hard enough to get a one-on-one match. And somehow these guys got a four on three to look good.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I think if I, if I had to walk away and I, I can't pick one of the rumbles, uh, cause obviously McIntyre winning is, you know, this match, match of the night. But, um, number two for me was undisputed era and Imperium just, just because of what the circumstance was and ultimately this was just a showcase of of seven <laughs> great pro wrestlers um yeah I I, I loved it I, I'm not gonna sit here and say five and a quarter star but um a, a plus for enjoyment and funsies
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's a, a, you're supposed to leave live events feeling like man wrestling is my
1: favorite thing in the world I can't wait to put more money down <laughs> But how about we get those tickets for thirty bucks uh, an hour before the show starts? Just, <laughs> what a what a great use of our money. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, not great for the WWE. I'm sure they would have loved. Uh... I know when I looked at the tickets, like when they were first released, uh, they were more expensive and they were not as close as the seats that we got. So they they definitely made some adjustments, and I feel bad for anybody that bought tickets right out of the gate (laughs) because you overpaid. (laughs) Um, All right, Wednesday Night Wars. uh, Mike, I was late to the show uh, but did catch up uh, on NXT, and I think this was your week to watch AEW anyway?
0: Yeah, I I know you're you're not as uh, enamored as I am with AEW, so I I took this one. uh, Matt, uh, number three moment from AEW? Uh, I'm going to say it's this build between my Mo- John Moxley and the <laughs> L champion as Jim Ross calls him, but he's Le champion because he's, you know, French Canadian, um, you know, it's classic, you know, Jericho taunting and being smug and Moxley jumping into not just the inner circle, but you know, like security guards and uh, who's who of goofballs and black t-shirts, uh, this is, it's just going to be a great way to, um, you know, kind of get us going for this pay-per-view here coming up in two weeks. Um, the big AEW who hash or, you know, whatever they're calling it now, bash it the trash or who cares? <laughs> We're going to be there. Um, and this is going to be the main event. And I think if you're not, if, if you, if these promos that these guys are doing aren't doing anything for you, I, I mean, this is what wrestling is. These are two awesome professionals. Uh, Matt, what was your number three moment from NXT
1: this week? Well, I, I'm okay. So I'm, I'm looking at you made a list and then I did the old control Z after I started deleting everything. And now that I'm looking at it again, I, I am going to go with what I said. Um, <laughs> uh, number three, though, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, Tommaso Ciampa getting some juice back with Undisputed Era after this long hiatus uh, of the feud to just turn it right back up. Uh, was fantastic. And everything they did here... To, to mix, I mean, whenever you get some blood mixed in, it's always, you know, it adds a little bit extra heat, but uh, I, I I love this idea, I love that Ciampa's really going in full bore, and to the effect of Moxley and Jericho continu- continuing conversations, this really felt like, you know, let, let's, let's turn the key, maybe, maybe we lost the key for a little bit, but now we've got it, we're putting it back in the ignition, and man, we're going like 90 miles an hour down the highway right now. Uh, with that promo. So that, you know, for me, that's my number three.
0: God, it was just beautiful and violent. I loved it a lot. Uh, Matt, uh, kind of piggybacking off what my number three moment from AEW was, my number two, um, Mrs. Adam Cole herself, Miss Britt Baker. Woo! Talk about throwing shade, Matt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I don't know if you got to see her promo, uh, but she called JR Jim. Uh, and told him that he's a washed-up has-been who doesn't know the names of half the people on the roster. Yes. And I was like, "Whoa, that's uh, got a little close to home. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if they let her off the leash there. Uh, but, uh, of course, Jim Ross flubbed five people's names during the broadcast, including his best friend on the show, Chris Jericho, calling him El Champion. Um, you know, and... Um, <laughs> my man uh God, why do i always want to call him uh i always wanted to call him excelsior excalibur you know i had to come to his aid and rescue the old fart again um uh, so jim it might be time to hang him up uh brit i'm so glad that you're not a face anymore should always be a heel you're born to be a heel more of this AEW, cody if you're listening for some some strong points for some suggestions that's what we want bang Number two moment out of NXT. This was a great episode of NXT, by
1: the way. Uh I think that what this means for me going forward made it so great. Cause I, you know, I popped when when this happened. Um yeah. <laughs> But Dajakovic and Keith Lee coming up. Uh oh, and, yeah. and so basically what we're talking about is Dajakovic taking down Priest, but I if there's a feud that I feel like I you know, I went back and I, I watched uh their old their old matches I, I i'm pretty sure it was either pwg or nwa uh but it was out 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 in california but uh i mean you you've you've seen you've seen this place it, it's knights of columbus you know the the roof is just a couple of feet above the yeah, red Dijakovic's like you know headbutting it <laughs> yeah exactly um so you could go back and watch these matches of dijakovic and keith lee and those are fantastic but they have done such such a good job of showing you how far they've come with their their rivalry that really I think it's just getting juiced up because we haven't really seen too many you know actual finishes to their matches and then they've even had some scuffles uh, where they're 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 tag teaming together or uh, at least I'm part of some fight where they're on the same side and it's just been a great story. It's been super comic booky. I mean they get together when they need to they there's a ton of respect there it's like uh charles xavier and magneto like they just need to take each other down when the time comes and um god damn is it one of my favorite stories in pro wrestling uh i i think they have a lot of potential here especially with keith lee blowing up to get a you know a gargano champa level um appreciation for a feud probably not as much heat as you get uh, from Champa and Gargano, but uh, definitely a ton of love and appreciation. Um, Oh, hell yeah. So this is their opportunity to really knock this out of the park. You've got the uh, North American Championship. Keith Lee's on a high, and it'll be takeover. I just, I couldn't couldn't be more excited for what's coming up, so just the result of that match is what got me going.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, you and I are always going to say, you know, like, Undertaker Shawn Michaels is one of our favorite feuds, you know? Uh-huh. With like the, the the classic David Goliath, but whew, there's also something about Undertaker versus Batista, like two big you know two big guys big, just slapping me, meat. slapping me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's what this is. I think they're perfect foils for each other. Um, I love that you can tell they're you know they're probably best friends in real life, um, and I just I I know. NXT going live. They regretted this a little bit <laughs> that they didn't get to edit Damian Priest's uh really awkward promo where he said he I take things that I that are important to me. Like sometimes I'll take a group of women. And
1: uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty ugly.
0: <laughs> Keith Lee, uh even Keith Lee <laughs> broke character, he uh Jimmy Fallon up there and had to turn away and be like, What the fuck is this?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Priest uh, the uh... crowd uh no, my favorite part of the crowd reaction was that they didn't cheer or boo. Uh, you just heard one dude in the background do uh... <laughs> 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 like bombing at an open mic. Like yeah. you're not, you don't even heckle. You just give a whistle. Um, it was rough, but you know he's not out there to cut promos. He's out there to fight Dijakovic. Um, they still, they still had a great match, um, but my God, somebody give that guy some cue cards. That was awful. Uh, man, yeah. my number. My number one moment, it was it was just something that makes wrestling great uh, that, you know, keeps it out of, you know, uh, being UFC, but also prevents it from being a real sport. Unless you count bowling. It was Hangman Page doing some cowboy shit. Hell yeah. Telling the Jackson brothers, uh, hold my beer. And then by God, uh, one of his ungodly lariats over the top rope, that buckshot lariat. (laughs) And then he finished his beer. Uh, Matt, my only, uh, I wouldn't call it a gripe, but I was just kind of like, man, you're going to pull that move wearing that shirt? Uh, I don't know what that flower <laughs> pattern was, but it looked like uh, 1997 The Rock. Uh, it was uh, it was loud, let me tell you. That was a loud shirt the Hangman was wearing. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped to see uh, uh, the Superkick party, you know, when they take on Kenny. Oh, my God! And uh, my boy Hangman. I, that's going to be a great clash. Um, even though Matt, I don't know if you saw how much AEW stuff, but page also, you know, when you want a belt, you get your little emblem on there. Yeah. He, the storyline was he fashioned emblems for Matt and Nick Jackson for when they become tech James. Huh? Hmm. I can't imagine.
1: Oh, so world... we don't know what it is.
0: No, it's, it's for them. Here, this is for when you guys win the tag team belts. You know, the belts I'm wearing with Kenny Omega. It's like, I can't imagine a world where Brock would give an emblem to Drew McIntyre. Here, this is when you beat my ass at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, what? Why would you make this? You're supposed to retire as champion, not expect them to have a turn. But anyway, Matt, so that's Wednesday Night Wars. What was your number one moment for NXT.
1: Well, this, I mean, this could fall off my list because of who I wanted to win. But... Uh, I know. Brozerweights and Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, I, I think it was like 35 minutes, right, that they put on. Uh, I mean, it, it was fantastic. Uh, and, and then when you start thinking about it, okay, now you get a tag, uh, tag championship shot. So I guess it does make more sense for it to be the Brozerweights. Um, or, you know, I, I, I like the... Um, my oh my god, the uh frozen bruise. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't think of <laughs> couldn't think of my own name for them. Uh, but yeah, this this will be this will make more sense. And, and I I started to get over it. And and the uh the grizzled young vets. At least now we know that they're they're getting some notice. Uh, that that's my one hang up on the uh, worlds collide. Is uh, us not doing a? If you hate Zach Gibson, shoes off. I uh, was really I disappointed in myself. Uh, what a missed opportunity! yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's easily the number one, and that that should be. I mean, for folks that are trying to compare these two shows, I I just I don't know. It just kind of screams to me that I it the conversations I see on Twitter. I, going back to people hating like brock lesnar being doing so well the first half of that rumble i i feel like we really have gotten past the point of of analyzing this stuff reasonably and and being critical for the right reasons and we're just jumping to hate because i i i don't know this was this was a lot of great pro wrestling and talking yeah. with some some buddies it's just you can't you can't get over that WWE hump. It's just ah, but you know, Brock Lesnar did that, or I don't know. It's just, it's just I don't. You know, sometimes I watch
0: Netflix, and sometimes I watch Hulu. You know, sometimes I just want to watch some sports. It's uh, I you know, I had a great time on Sunday. I had a great time on Saturday and Wednesday night. I, you know, I watched. I loved watching Britt Baker uh, verbally undress Jim Ross. Yeah. And uh, Hangman Page passing a beer to a little boy's with a uh, receding hairline so he could uh, lariat the shit out of somebody. So, I, you know, I had fun. A lot of fun. I didn't even mention Monday with Randy Orton killing Edge, committing a live homicide on public... Well, you did say that. A live homicide. Well, I said murder. This was a homicide, Matt. There should, be a, there should be there should be a chalk outline in that rank for what Randy Orton did.
1: Yeah, but it's it's murder. He he didn't right like the homicide. That's a man death in Latin. Homo
0: side. It's a man death.
1: Right. So, but that was murder. Like he he picked <coughs> up the chair and he wanted to murder Edge. Homicide would be like if he was coming around the corner and he hit Edge with his car and he didn't know Edge was there. Right. I think that's an um, manslaughter. That's a
0: that's a that's it's in baseball. It's called an error.
1: Oh, okay. You just go I'm all again on that one, judge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, put
0: me in the books. I got an error. Whoops. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all
1: right, folks. Um, so, uh, oh. I, so I was about to wrap up. Or did you let's need... wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, folks. Find us at uh, BODpodcast.com, dot com. Uh, check out that Detroit Red Wings podcast if uh, if you have the time. It's through the Hockey Podcast Network and the uh, Discussion Five is the name of that show. Uh, and if you could subscribe, rate, and review everything, brothers, the discussion it helps us out a great deal. And uh, like I said, we've got a new podcast distributor, so we should be coming to a few new channels that uh, we weren't on before. So super exciting news. Uh, but we'll give you all the deets because uh, it can take a few days for all that stuff to update. Uh, we'll give you guys all the deets when they come along. So uh, stay tuned with uh, brothers of discussion.com and BOD podcast.com to make sure you don't miss a thing. All right, everybody. Bye.